St. Lawrence of Brindisi, pray for us. This is the month of the precious blood of Jesus. Let's try to go to Mass as often as possible. Receive the Holy Eucharist as much as possible before our heart stops. And you should also make it a practice. Every serious Catholic should make it a practice to be going to Holy Hour at least once a week. There's 168 hours in a week. Can we give the Lord one hour a week? My name is Jesse Romero, and I'm reporting for duty. And Mrs. Terry Barber, I'm reporting for duty also, Jess. And the way I report for duty is to share the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful. We've been commenting on Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 18, because it really does give us marching orders to speak the truth in charity. It says, If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade the wicked from their evil conduct in order to save their lives, then they shall die for their sin. But I will hold you responsible for the, their blood. Just people who have gotten bigger, have big responsibilities have more. I mean, this is just the way it works. If you're a teacher in the church, more is expected out of you. If you're a shepherd, much more is accept, is, is a, expected out of you. We as radio hosts for the Catholic faith, teaching the faith. Are you kidding me? We've got a great responsibility. And today, Jess, we're going to talk, and I'll just tease everybody about what Pope Francis considers an incoherence that President Biden, a Catholic, supports abortion rights. We've got to delve into that and say, wait a minute, what responsibility does he have, do we have when it stands up to un the unborn? Also, uh, this is Archbishop Newman. He is the bishop for the pro-life uh, department of the Arch of the Bishops Conference. Um, he just says that it's sad. He's sad over the Pope's handling of the Biden Pelosi on abortion. Well, you know, I'm sad too. I want to pray hard for Holy, the Holy Father and the, all of our bishops and priests. It's Thursday. This is the day we make our holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament, praying for our leaders. Also, Jesse, this makes me sick. I had heard this from Arch from Archbishop. Um, uh, Oh, not Cordelion. I heard this actually the first time from the bishop saying that they're coming out with some research development for a vaccine technology in a wafer. And I'm saying, wait a minute, it's identical looking to a Catholic host. What more are they going to do to to really do more anti-Catholic material in our culture? So we'll That's get about in, as anti-Catholic as you can as get, they come. Jerry. But you know what, Jess, on my good news story, before we get to the good news of the gospel, the Archbishop of Portland, Archbishop Sample, he he came out in a YouTube channel and he just came out hitting hard. He said, he said, 63 million babies killed by abortion is a global historic tragedy. And that's just in our country. So as this goes on, we have to be strong about defending life. I mean, the idea that we can just sit back and say, oh, well, hey, uh, Jesse, it's your conscience. I, I just find that reprehensible. And I'm just being honest. I'm not in management. I'm in sales. But I know that I, if I said that to somebody about abortion, I think I would be a sin of omission rather than telling the truth about the sanctity of life. Yeah. All right. Now, not only the sin of omission, what, what Ezekiel actually said. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to be responsible for their go. sins. There you go. Because you failed to tell them. That's much stronger. And what, yeah, what does it mean? Responsible for their sins. Yeah. In other words, they're going to be damned. And so are you. You're going with That's them. what that means. Yeah. They're going to hell, and so are you. That's what it means in Ezekiel 3.18. Read any commentary of the fathers of the church. 
This is why this is no time, you know, to be walking around with a mask on your mouth and keep your mouth shut. No. that this is why I've always said that Catholic evangelization is yeah. a matter of life and death. Well Mary. said, well said, Jesse. We'll get in more into that. Yeah. What you just said is gold right there. Hey, bro, let's get the. Uh, oh, first of all, want to do the saint of the day, or do you want to do the gospel? Yeah, let, let's uh, let's do the 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 saint of the day, Saint Lawrence Brindisi. Yeah, pray for, for us. us. Uh, saint Lawrence of Brindisi. Uh, lived in Italy. He entered the Capuchins, and back in 1575, he was ordained a priest. Throughout his life, he served as a preacher, diplomat, and learned scripture scholar. He held all leadership roles in the Franciscan order. St. Lawrence was deeply moved by the mystery of the Incarnation, the coming of Christ in the flesh. Accordingly, he drew close to Mary, writing a theological meditation on the Blessed Mother that anticipated later magisterial pronouncements concerning Mary's role in the dispensing of graces. He loved the Eucharist, and his Masses frequently lasted several hours. Amazing. St. Lawrence died in 1619 (laughs) and was named a Doctor of the Church in 1959. St. Lawrence of Brindisi, pray Pray for for us. us. Wow. All right, man, let's get that. Today's uh, Gospel, Matthew chapter 13, verse 10 and following. Hit it. The disciples approached Jesus and said, Why do you speak to the crowd in parables? He said to them in reply, Because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has more, to anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look, but do not see, and hear, but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jess, let me jump in and just ask you this direct question. This scripture seems appropriate today inside our church and in the world. How is it, Jess, that somebody can be so uh, blind to not see that a baby in the mother's womb is a baby, and that how could they be so blind to say, kill that baby? They're willfully blind. They do it willfully, yep. and uh, and they do it of their own free will. So they're going to pay a price for it. Example, you got uh, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. This, this scripture fits like a hand in glove. That's my point. Both of them are in violation of the first commandment. What What is the first commandment? What are some of the ways you can violate it? Lukewarmness and indifference. Mm. Both of them are lukewarm, which is a damnable offense according to Jesus in Revelation 3.15. And also, they're indifferent to the teachings of the Catholic faith. They spurn the Catholic faith. Their religion is a Democrat Party platform. This verse today, Terry, it speaks about so many people like Fauci, Biden, Pelosi, and many others that are baptized Catholics, but they have gross hearts. 
They see, but they, they, they look but cannot see. They hear but do not understand. But they do so willfully. It comes from their own free will and it comes from the fact that their intellect is darkened because they choose a life of sin. Well, now I'm going to shift it to the next gear, Jess. Uh, for those who don't know, Jesse uh, was a, a class A uh, boxer and he also had a boxing ring where he trained uh, young men in boxing. I don't think he trained any women. I hope he didn't. But yeah, no. No, just nope. men. And so, so, Jesse, as a trainer, if you told someone training, you don't need to run. You don't need to practice your moves. You don't have to do anything and come to training. Just get out there and have a good time. Now, what would happen to that person the next time they go into the ring? They get their knock, they get knocked yeah, out, get, right? Exactly. They're okay. going to get their clock. So here's my point. It's on the analogy of spiritual direction, spiritual trainers. In the church, we've got lay people, we've got bishops, we've got priests, we've got the Holy Father. All of us are here trying to help people get to heaven. So there's some training going on. But if you don't give people the proper training in the spiritual life and in moral conference, conch, your conscience, then they're going to get knocked out. And what I call knocked out is going to hell. Eternal damnation. Thank you. So yeah. that see the analogy? That's why this scripture is so important that we all say, wait a minute, keep my eyes clear. How do I, how can I see this? I'll tell you. Keep how your we, eyes on Jesus. Exactly. And, and yep. what I noticed, Jesse, and I don't mean to get on, I know we're getting to the closer, the, but here's the point. The point is that when we uh, come up with our own ideas rather than what scripture and the teachings of the church are there, then we get off and we become worldly. And what I mean by worldly, we become politically correct. We decide, well, let me put my finger up in the air and say, if I tell someone this, what's going to happen? Rather than telling people the truth and not worrying about what comes after that. That's right. Hey, just a couple of news items I want to share. Hit them, hit them. A U.S. district court in Tennessee on Friday temporarily barred the Biden administration from enforcing a policy that would have required every state to allow biological males to compete in female sports wow. and use women in girls' bathrooms. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was stopped by a U.S. district court in Tennessee. Also, uh, Bishop holds Biden accountable. Bishop Michael Pfeiffer, Bishop Emeritus of San Angelo, Texas, has written a pastoral statement calling on fellow bishops to hold pro-abortion political leaders accountable. Awesome. He says, our own president is considering declaring abortion a public health emergency. The Speaker of the House is trying to enshrine abortion on demand in federal law. Bishop uh, the Pfeiffer said, we bishops and all pro-lifers must send an unmistakable message to these pro-abortion leaders that we will never let these horrible death plans be enacted. Also, green, green policies are starving people from Sri yep. Lanka to the Netherlands. That's a fact. Progressive environmental policies have led to shortages, starvations, civil unrest. The uh, Sri Lankan green policies in Sri Lanka, after seven months of implementation, the government was forced to revoke the program as crops yields plummeted and food prices skyrocketed, starving and unable to find relief. Sri Lankans began to rise up in revolt. Thousands converge on the presidential residence and storm the gates. Good for them. Yeah, well, that's happening all over the world right now. We're going to come right back here on the Terry and Jesse show. We're going to talk about uh, President Biden and Pope Francis regarding abortion. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. I don't understand, Terry, some of this ambiguous language. Uh, Pope Francis 
considers it an incoherence that President Biden, a Catholic, supports abortion rights. Why did he use the word incoherence? That's not a word that it's very common with the rank and file blue collar lunch pail Catholic. Mm-hmm. It's just basically another way of saying it's inconsistent. You know what? You can use another word that's easier. But he should use stronger language, Terry. That's soft language well, let me from ju- the vicar of Christ, Terry. That's soft language for a president that promotes the, the most wicked act based on the catechism's four sins that scream to heaven. Yes, yeah, the word incoherence can be used in so many forms. Like, he's incoherent. He doesn't drive the same Ford to work every day. He drives a Chevy. I mean, it's like it's not that big of a deal. That's the important. That's the yeah. kind of message he gives. So when you're talking about killing innocent life and using incoherence, it, it makes no sense. I'm just being that, – that's just me understanding the English language. That's soft language, Terry. Yeah. For, a, for the worst crime that you can commit on planet Earth, which is the perpetuation of the killing of innocent human beings. There's nothing worse than that in the Bible. This is the worst – Crime in moral theology, killing an innocent human being, and for him just to call say that the president is incoherent, uh, Terry, that 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 doesn't cut it. That doesn't cut it from the vicar of Christ. With all due respect, yeah, we have a lot of respect for the office, Jess. Obviously, respect the office, but again, that language is just it needs to be thunderous, Terry. Yeah, thunderous language. So this happened during an interview with Univision, and by the way, Terry, me, he's he's the pope. Okay. Yeah. In case you're wondering, of course. Yeah, of course he's a pope. The white smoke went up. Uh, Pope Benedict, he's been around for 12 years. He could have said, no, no, no. It was take, but he hadn't said nothing. So he's a pope. Pope Francis is a pope. During an interview with Univision and Televisa on July 12th, Pope Francis spoke about abortion and Biden's position. After being asked about whether to admit politicians who, who promote legal abortion to Holy Communion, the Holy Father affirmed that there's no scientific data that show that. Quote, a month after conception, the DNA of the fetus is already there and the organs are aligned. There, there is human life, close quote. It's, is it just to eliminate a human life, he then asked? Close quote. As for the defense of abortion by the U.S. president, Pope Francis stated that he leaves it to Biden's conscience. <laughs> this is what the Pope said, quote. Let Biden talk to his pastor about that incoherence, the Pope said. Now, here's my commentary. The, the chief pastor of the church on planet Earth is the Pope. Yeah. And the Pope has had an opportunity to talk to him. Yep. The Pope should talk to him himself. He can pick up the phone. They have a direct line to the president. He's his pastor. He's okay. the pastor of the entire church. And he's called to confirm the brethren in the faith, which includes lay people and Catholics, especially Catholic presidents. Terry, what say you? Well, I'm just going to say this, Jesse. I, my, it makes me sick to have to even discuss this. And I'll tell you why. When he says um, that it's uh, you know that it's the DNA of a fetus is already there and the organs are aligned, there's human life. Um, I I see that we can talk about the uh, scientific approach to um, you know the baby being born, but I mean why not go back to conception that the church teaches? Because and I don't want to change gears on this, but this this is tied into this other document that Vatican-approved journalists suggest. Pope Francis might soon contradict church birth control ban. See, he might, yeah. you know, right now there some bishops are saying, and I don't want to get off too off on this, but it, it really relates no, to this. No, it's important, Terry. It relates it's to important. this, Jesse, because yeah. there's, a, there's a bishop now uh, the, the, in, in Louisiana, and this, um, they call this uh, emergency abortion pill. 
and they're saying that it's okay. It's on LifeSite News, and it, they're saying that, hey, it's okay, but it's even before it takes that place after conception. And so the point of it is we're, we're, we're blurring the lines, and what my concern is is that the Holy Father isn't making it as clear as what the church has always taught. Well, he blurred the line, Terry, with that statement. Of course he I'll did. I'll read it again. I'll read it again. Uh, okay. Here's, what the, po- here's what the Pope said. Go ahead. He's, the Pope said this. Yeah. He said that, you know, the article said that there's scientific data that show, here's the Pope's actual words. Yeah. A month after conception, yeah. the DNA of the fetus is already there. What's that implying? And, and the organs are aligned. Yeah. There is human life. Close quote. So if you read that, Terry, if you're a secular humanist, you're gonna they're gonna say well, that's when they, the Pope of the Catholic Church that's right. says that, hey, you know, it's not really human life until after four weeks. See, and that's the problem, and that's exactly that, he that's gave them I'm an going. out, Terry. Exactly. Yeah. So we pray for our Holy Father that he dangerous will, language, yeah, Terry. That he will be clear in confirming us in our faith rather than making it ambiguous at best. Continue, Jess. Though a Catholic, Biden has repeatedly supported abortion rights despite the church's teaching that human life must be respected and protected from the moment of conception. Last week, Biden signed an executive order aimed at protecting abortion access in response to the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion throughout the U.S. The president called it, quote, a moment to restore the rights that have been taken away from us and the moment to protect our nation from an extremist agenda. Extremist. Is that our position? That, We're extremists? Okay, yeah, yeah. give me a break. That is antithetical to everything we believe as Americans. Yeah, see, why doesn't he just leave the Catholic Church? Because <sighs> what I find up, 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 upsets me, you don't talk about getting me upset. The point of it is, is he says, I'm a devout Catholic, and he says, we're going to protect these extreme agenda that the Catholic Church has. Well, which is it, dude? You're, you're psycho, man. <sighs> In September 2021, Biden said he did not agree that life begins at conception. Okay, well, that's a Catholic position, by the way. So he, agree, he disagrees with the Catholic position. Of course he does. He, he says this. This is Biden's uh, his own words. Quote, I have been and continue to be a strong supporter of Roe versus Wade. Uh, I res- now, now, he's, now he's talking about uh, a reporters asking him a question about abortion. He says, I respect them. I guess he's talking about us, pro-lifers. And hopefully the unborn those who, Yeah, those who believe life begins at the moment of conception and all. I respect that. Don't agree, but I respect that, Biden said. Cardinal Wilton Gregory of Washington commented shortly afterward that, quote, the Catholic Church teaches and has taught that life, human life, begins at conception. So Wilton is saying something that... <laughs> Basically correcting the Pope. It's consistent with what the church did. This is what's sad, man. Dude, I don't even have a theology degree. And and, and here the Holy Father is saying something that is not precise. And as a matter of fact, it's misleading, Jess. Yes. Uh, so Cardinal Wilton Gregory, I'm going to give him credit. He says, so the, the, the president is not demonstrating Catholic teaching. Yep. I'm going to give him credit for that statement. Yeah. Wilton Gregory told a journalist in November 2020 that he would not deny communion to a politician who supported the codification of legal abortion in federal law and the taxpayer funding of abortion. Biden supports both policies. Now, here's, here's my comment. This is me. This is what I call duplicity, Terry. Oh, yeah. That's a good and this point. is why our Lord Jesus Christ in, in the Bitch, New yeah. Testament, he railed against the Pharisees and Sadducees. Why? Because they said one thing and did another. 
That's called duplicity. Yep. If there's something Jesus Christ is not going to tolerate at the particular judgment is a Christian that says one thing and does another. That's why St. James wrote an entire epistle. Faith without works is dead. In other words, uh, uh, Cardinal Gregory, he's espousing the proper faith, but he's not enforcing it with works. Right. So, so Cardinal Gregory is duplicitous. Because he knows supporting abortion is wrong, but he's not going to enforce the church law. Again, our Lord warned us about prelates like him. They're called wolves in sheep's clothing. Jesse, the article talks about the parish, the archbishop's cardinal says he's welcoming all people. By by saying that, are we saying that Jesus Christ doesn't welcome all people because he tells people, that there's the Ten Commandments, that he teaches us the moral code, that he teaches us people will go to hell if they break from these teachings. Is that not welcoming? I actually think it is welcoming them with the truth. See, the point I'm making, Jess, is that's not what our Lord did. He he told people the truth and charity and warned them and even said this, Jesse, and you know it right in the Bible, that souls are going to hell. And And here's the point. I wonder how many bishops right now believe that someone can go to hell by their own volition. And I think that that's really the crutch. They think that it's universal salvation. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I take it. No, no, that's, they've, bought, they've bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Again, this is the, this is the Ezekiel 318 challenge exactly. here. When I say unto the wicked, right. thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning nor speaks to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, yeah. the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, mm-hmm. but his blood I will require at your hand. Wow. What does that mean? Biden, his actions are objectively mortally sinful. He's jumping over the trap door of hell, as Father Bill Casey likes to say. <laughs> his pastors have a moral obligation, according to Ezekiel 3.18, to warn him about about that wide path that he's following, which leads to hell. Ezekiel 3.18 says, If the popes or the pastors, the bishops, who oversee his soul, don't speak out and warn him, their soul will also be damned as well as his soul. That's what Ezekiel 3.18 says. And Terry, and and this parish here, this Holy Trinity Catholic Church that says, I guess their parish council says we will not deny the Eucharist to persons representing themselves to receive it. As a parish, we have a long history of welcoming all. We concur with and support the pastoral approach of our archbishop. All I can tell you is this. This parish is infected with the virus of modernism. Jesse, I just have to say, because people are asking me, hey, you're criticizing the Pope. Well, yes, I'm criticizing what he's not teaching. Because the Bible and the tradition of the Catholic Church and the perennial teachings say this. And so what I want to just, you know, defend myself and that our position is not attacking the Pope personally. What we are attacking is error. Okay. And it's wrong not to, because the Bible and the church has always taught this. You don't receive Holy Communion when you're objectively in the state of mortal sin. And if you look at Pelosi and you look at Biden, here's a guy who's promoting the killing of innocent life. What do you want me to say? Oh, it's okay because he's the president of the United States? No, no matter if he's the president or like Bishop Strickland always says, I don't care about your position. I care about your soul. And I'm asking our church through the Holy Father and all the bishops and priests and 
those who are in the power to do these things and giving Holy Communion, please implement the perennial teachings of the church. We want nothing less, and we're not asking you to do something that we, if we were in your shoes, wouldn't do, because you know what? It's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, up, up next, by the way, we're going to be talking about Archbishop Nauman. Is that Nauman. his name? Yeah, Nauman. I've heard. Yeah, I think it's Nauman. Okay. A N A U. He's of he's from Kansas City. Yep. And uh, he's pretty sad over the Pope's handling of Biden. So am I. And, and Pelosi and abortion. I think I think he he expresses our sentiments as well, Terry. Absolutely. Yeah. L- let me give you a, a kind of a, a good news story before we go on a break. I need one after this. <laughs> let me give you. Here's one. A pro-life employee from Southwest Airline wins a lawsuit. Yes. <laughs> a flight attendant on Thursday was awarded $5.1 million by a jury who found that, who found that Southwest Airlines canned a 20-year veteran, Charlene Carter, for her sincerely held religious beliefs, namely her pro-life views. They canned her. Guess what? <laughs> they, they, they She won a lawsuit against her employer. $5.1 million. Take that, Southwest. I love it. We'll be right back, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Just before we get into our next topic, I have two quotes that I think really affirm us in what we're doing here. Number one, quote, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Amen. Worry about... Who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't? Number two quote. And then I'm going to move on to this next story with you, Jess. And I've quoted this for probably 35 years, but it's St. Pope Felix III. He said, not to oppose error is to approve it, not to defend truth is to suppress it, and indeed to neglect to confound evil men when we can do it is no less a sin than to encourage them. I bring those two quotes up because Jess that convicts me to speak out and not be silent in the midst of error. Yeah, Terry, and another one, I'll just add one more. In, in, paragra- in paragraph 2447 of the Catechism, yep. it talks about the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. Oh, yeah. One of the spiritual works of mercy mentioned in 2447 is instruct the ignorant. Yep. Now, Terry, there are ignorant people within our own church. Of course. Some of them wear Roman collars. Yep. And it's not the word ignorant. It's it's not a put down. All it means is they lack information. That's yeah. what it means. People say, "Oh, don't use that word." The Bible uses that word. Yeah. It's in the Greek. I, I can I can show you where it's it in is. the Bible. Yep. Uh, so the fact is, the word ignorant actually means just you lack information. And so, uh, we have a moral obligation to, as Fulton Sheen says, lay people correct your priests. You know, teach your priests how to be priests. Teach your bishops how to be bishops. He he foresaw it. He foresaw this, Terry, 50 years ago. Yep, you're right. So, Archbishop Joseph Nelman of Kansas City in Kansas has said that he is sad, and so are we here at the mm-hmm. Terry and Jesse Show, over yep. the way Pope Francis has handled the controversy surrounding the pro-abortion actions of President Biden and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, whose positions on the issue were at sharp odds with the teaching of their Catholic faith on the sanctity of human life. Bishop Nauman's comments was, was one of several pointed statements he made on the controversy in an interview with a German newspaper, which was published last week. He said this, quote, I think the Pope doesn't understand the U.S. just as he doesn't understand the church in the U.S. 
Close quote. That's charitable of him. Yeah, the archbishop told the, the German language newspaper. He also said this, Bishop Newman said, his advisors and the people surrounding him have completely misinformed him on this, close quote. In an interview with Catholic News Agency on Thursday, Bishop Nauman stood by his comments to the newspaper saying, quote, I said what I said. Sounds like our Lord. Yes. Let your yes be yes. And let exactly. Your be However, Bishop Nauman clarified that he spoke to the German news outlet prior to becoming aware of Pope Francis' most recent comments regarding Biden, in which the Pope referred to the U.S. president's pro-abortion position as an incoherence in respect to his Catholic faith. In the interview with Univision and Televisa, the broadcast July 12th, the Pope said that he leaves the matter to Biden's conscience, but he also suggested that Biden discuss a conflict with his pastor, which would be Gregory Wilton. He, Bishop Nauman said, I wasn't aware of that statement by the Holy Father, and I do think that's helpful. It's very helpful because I think that's exactly true, that his position is incoherent with Catholic teaching, so I'm grateful for the clarification by the Holy Father. Once again, I'm just going to take issue with that word incoherent. Yeah. I think it's a weak statement. Yes, it does describe Biden's position, but it has, it has to be much stronger than that, Terry, based on Ezekiel 3.18. Much stronger than that. Continue, Jess. In his comments to this German newspaper, Bishop Nauman said, of course we have to be pastoral when dealing with such matters. Mm -hmm. He said this, Bishop Nauman said, however... It's not pastoral to tell someone they are a good Catholic and can receive communion as a matter of course when that person has committed a grave evil. Yep. The fact that the Pope received Pelosi was politically exploited. Yep. In doing so, Francis is doing exactly what he warns others not to do, close quote. Good, strong statement from the bishop. Barry. Excellent. Excellent. Keep going. This is good Though stuff. a Catholic... Biden has repeatedly supported abortion rights despite the church's teaching that human life must be respected and protected from the moment of conception. So, again, he, he gets it right. Yeah. Moment of conception. Yeah, not a month later. <laughs> that really bothers me. I'm just being honest with you. Come on. Be, Jesse, when we're talking, let me just jump in for a minute. Oh, God. Jesse, let me just jump in and say this. If you're a professional, whatever you are, let's say you're a computer guy and you don't use the right language when you're communicating with somebody. They don't get the message right, right? It's, it's, it's ambiguous. And so the Holy Father is, our, is, the, is the shepherd of all shepherds. And he needs to be a true shepherd and telling us the truth about the gospel. And when he starts using weak words, people just go, oh, I, well, okay, then that's okay. It's the same thing on other issues. And I know we're going to get back here, but it's the same thing when he talks about Amoris Letitia. He gives a way out for guys who say, hey, this wife that I'm married to, I'm getting tired of her. And uh, now I got a, I got an option option to get married to another girl, have another girl, and uh, I can still receive Holy Communion because I'll make up some excuse here and I'll take the easy way out. No, our Lord never gave the easy way out, Jesse, and the church has been trying to carry that tradition on to give people the fullness of the faith. And so when you have a shepherd that doesn't clearly teach the teachings of the church, we should say, hey, we want to pray for you. We want to, please confirm us. Don't make it ambiguous. So, you know, after this meeting, I'll just continue. After this meeting with Pope Francis in October, Biden's told the Pope that to him to keep receiving Holy Communion. Now, that's what he said. You know, who knows? The Vatican is not that's confirmed. That's not verified, yeah. Right. You know, this is, so Biden, the archbishop, told the newspaper 
knows what's right in this regard. There is no excuse. He should not keep presenting himself as a devout Catholic. You think? Through this, his behavior, Newman said, the president was showing the public, I support legal abortions, and I'm a devout Catholic at the same time. So you can, you can too. Newman said it crosses the line when politicians flaunt their Catholic faith and advocate such evil. Amen to that, Jess. Good line. President Biden claims to be a devout Catholic, but it's not really clear from his actions, Bishop, nope. Nauman, Bishop Nauman said. Bishop Nauman said, in my view, he's using the rosary and his mass attendance to portray himself as a faithful Catholic. Yep. If you look at Joe Biden's career, you see that he followed the Democratic line, not the teachings of the church. Thank that's, you, that's, Bishop that's Nauman. That's very a clear statement. Yep. Yeah, just look at their party platform and you'll see it's pro-death. Mm -hmm. Last week, Biden signed an executive order aimed at protecting abortion access in response to the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, which legalized abortion throughout the U.S. Throughout the U.S., responding to Biden's actions, Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, the chair of the U.S. Bishops Pro-Life Committee, called the move deeply disturbing and tragic. In recent years, the U.S. bishops have discussed and commented on the issue of eucharistic coherence at length especially in regard to biden and other american catholic politicians these discussions led to the publication in november of a new document by the way which most lay catholics are not going to read just right. i'm just putting it out there on the on the eucharist called the mystery of the eucharist in the life of the church and the launch of a three-year eucharistic revival initiative culminating culminating with a National Eucharistic Congress in Indianapolis in July 2024. While the Eucharistic document does not mention Biden or any Catholic politician by name, it does reiterate the bishop's prior guidance that Catholics who are not in communion with the, with the church's teachings should not present themselves for communion. Okay, here's my comment. Here's the problem. Keep writing documents that nobody is going to read because right. all it is is cut and paste what was said in the catechism what was said in the council of trent what was said by this pope that pope nobody you know what we need terry we need action right now the problem is these most of these bishops don't enforce canon i think it's canon um the canon, canon regarding holy eucharist yes yeah it's it's, it's, it's it was one of the can 900 canons mm -hmm. which basically it's the excommunication of canon course. terry of course which gives them the power to excommunicate people for willfully uh, and, and obstinately refusing to listen to what the church says, especially when they're doing it in a public forum. Yeah. That's when they use that excommunication canon. I forget well, what see, it's in the Yeah, Jesse, see if you see the connection here. Worldliness. The the government, just even in our country, they have lots of rules and, and uh, policies in place. And so many times the government doesn't implement them. And we're following that example. The church is very clear in its teaching in canon law, but it's just not being implemented. Jesse, we're doing absolutely a favor for Holy Mother the Church to talk about this. Some people would say, what? You guys are criticizing. No. See, by keeping our mouths zipped tight would be a sin for us because we know the truth about what the Church teaches. And even if it means calling the Holy Father to confirm us in our faith and not make it ambiguous is a favor to him. But you know what? Who should be really doing it, Jess? The Cardinals, his advisors. And I think yeah, but, what, what but when the good cardinals call him to account, yeah. he just refuses to meet with them. Yeah, well, I, I think, though, that we need more bold men. Remember, 
Um, there, in church history, we don't we we don't have an overabundance of bishops who are bold, like B- Bishop Fisher. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are very few who will say what they need to say because they're not willing to take the hit for it. I, Jesse, you and I, we can't lose our faculties. There are priests and bishops who know that if they go against the Holy Father on this issue, they will get uh, taken out. And I understand that, but I think it's time now, we're living in such uh, drastic times, that we need to even call the Holy Father to fidelity to Christ. And that's yeah, what well we're that, doing. And, and, and by the way, we can do that. That's, that's Canon 212. Mm-hmm. Lay Catholics have the right and duty and obligation to call their sacred pastors to account. And that's exactly what we're doing. There's no ad hominems here. Oh, no there's animosity. No, yeah, there's no animosity. There's no bitterness. There's no hatred. There's nothing we but love. We love the Pope. We love his yeah. office. We want Absolutely. him to get to heaven. But remember this, Jesse. This, this, he's the vigor of Christ. Even though he doesn't want to use that title, the vigor right. of Christ, I'll throw something out. That bothers me also. Yes, it because does. what he's saying is, he's, now I'm, I'm, I'm interpreting this, Jesse. When you say you're not the vigor of Christ title, then who are you speaking in for? See? Are you speaking for yourself? Well, then I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the voice of Christ. All right, I that's hear, what I yeah, and, I, and I want to hear from the vicar of Christ. Yep. Yeah. But again, he does refuse to take that title, Terry. There's a, that bothers there's a good, me, Jesse. I'm just being honest. Yeah, and there's an article on LifeSite News. You can just type it up, and you can look at it there, and you can read all the specifically what the Pope has actually said in his own words. That is, that's problematic. Up next, we're going to be looking at researchers developing a vaccine technology that looks identical to a Catholic host. I've got a real problem with this. Stay tuned. You think? Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. This next topic has the fingers of Satan all over it. Researchers have developed a vaccine. Uh, Terry, can you go ahead? Are you there, Terry? Terry, are you there? Okay. Researchers have developed the vaccine in, in, in wafer form identical to Catholic hosts used at Mass. Should it come to be used as a means to deliver COVID-19 vaccines, comparisons would certainly be drawn between what has been described as the Church of COVID and the Catholic Church's own sacramental rites. So there's a team of researchers from the universities of Minnesota and Texas. They've developed a polymer wafer, which bears a striking resemblance to the host used at a Catholic mass that they predict could become the vaccine of the future and harks back to the warnings of Archbishop Carla Maria Vigano, who pointed to COVID adherence as a new religion. The six-man development team is composed of three scientists from the University of Minnesota, two from the University of Texas, and one from the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. The study published in the peer-reviewed medical journal explained that the membrane on the underside of the tongue lent itself to absorbing drugs very effectively. While the membrane could easily absorb smaller molecules, the larger molecules used in vaccines and experimental injections, such as Pfizer COVID-19 injection, are too large to enter in this manner and hence are delivered via needles in the arm. However, the research team believes that the wafer will, be, will offer a solution to that, 
having already proved that the wafer works with human immunodeficiency virus HIV proteins and has been designed with a potential future HIV vaccine in mind. The team noted that the wafers could be used in the future to deliver COVID-19 vaccines. The wafer itself is predominantly composed of alginate and uh, and uh, CMC. According to reports, the alginate ensures that the proteins do not disintegrate and the CMC works to keep the wafer connected to the membrane in order for the proteins to be imparted. In a press release from the University of Minnesota, Chung Wang, one of the study's authors and associate professor at the University of, of College of Science and Engineering, expressed hope that the technology could revolutionize the future of vaccines. This is just a small step in the long journey, Professor Wang said. If we continue this line of work, it can bring us to a point where we will have vaccines. They could be based on DNA, RNA proteins that can be stored without refrigeration and easily delivered under the tongue at the sublingual at the sublingual site. They will be quickly disseminated throughout the world because they don't rely on certain equipment and preservation and all that stuff. This will be particularly good for for low resource regions of the world, even in America, rural areas that are lacking certain essential facilities and infrastructure. Now, here's the meat of it. Catholics commenting on the wafer have noted the obvious and striking similarity to the host used at every Catholic Mass, which, after the words of consecration, becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. In fact, the wafer developed by the team of researchers appears physically to be almost identical to those used at Mass. Yeah, with intention I, of that. Oh. I got a problem with that. Me too. I, I, I see the fingerprints of Satan all over this. Absolutely. The article says, Should it come to be used as a means to deliver COVID-19 vaccines, comparisons could certainly would certainly be drawn between what has been described as the Church of COVID and the Catholic Church's own sacramental rites. Indeed, in January, Archbishop Vigano, former papal nuncio to the U.S., described the global adherence to the authoritarian COVID measures as being akin to a religious observance. He's absolutely spot right. on, spot on. In light of Pope Francis' reception of the abortion-tainted vaccines and subsequent dictate that everyone must take the injection, Archbishop Vigano wrote the following quote, The bleak Paul, Paul VI audience hall has been emblematically chosen as the temple in which to celebrate this new sanitary rite, officiated by ministers of the COVID religion in order to assure, certainly not the salvation of souls, but rather the illusory promise of health for the body. Indeed, some weeks before, Archbishop Vigano described the COVID-19 measures as being part of a, quote, pseudo-health regime, close quote, governed by people both inside and outside of the church who were, quote, People corrupt in the soul and sold out to Satan. Wow, what a powerful line, and very, I agree with him. Very strong language. They have, have thundered us at using arcane words, arcane, arcane. Yeah, arcane words like social distancing and gatherings in an endless series of grotesque contradictions, absurd alarms, apocalyptic threats, social precepts, and health ceremonies that have replaced religious rights. He wrote those 
when summarizing the year 2020. This is a man, Jesse, who's been speaking like this for years now. And I know it's upsetting a lot of people, but, you know, the archbishop uh, here, the archbishop was supported by uh, Itora Gotiteche, Vatican whistleblower and former head of the Vatican Bank. There you go. And basically, we've got a lot of problems inside the church. And so he spoke on the manner which society turned to the COVID vaccines as though to form some kind of new religion. Now, the apparent result seems to be a new form of, is it scientism? Scientism. Yeah. yeah, Reincarnated to solve the COVID problem with vaccines to be accepted fiduciary with blind faith and perhaps nominating itself as the new moral authority of this age. One that demands an act of faith towards the modern religion, the scientific one. Jesse, our worlds now have more confidence in these doctors than anything in the church. You see, we're, we're so scared right now because of this vaccine. Oh, oh we're all going to get it. Oh, we're going to die from it. Uh, uh, you look to the church. No, let's look to our science. Baloney. Yeah. Yeah, Terry, what's up? Sick. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, the, here, here's what's happened as a result of this scandemic pandemic, it's caused children in school to be at least a year or two behind in oh, their yeah. studies. And they're seeing they're not gonna, there's no way they're going to be able to make up. They're not going to be able to catch up from all the school that they've missed. Right. We've, we've also seen, again, a rise in depression around, uh, around the world. We've seen a rise in suicide all around the, the world. Yep. We've seen a rise in narcotic use. We've seen a rise in mental illness. We've seen a rise in alcoholism as a result of this religion. Yes, Terry, it is a religion. Yeah. They have, you know, they ha they have again. If anybody denies that these people, this evil cult, don't they don't see themselves a religion? Well, this is the icing on the cake. The fact that they want to invent uh, a vaccine. That looks like a Catholic host. This is to mimic the Catholic Church. Of course. This is to poke fun at the Catholic Church. These globalists, again, what are they trying to do? They're starting a parallel religion. And they see and their, and their religion is based on human yeah. secular so humanism, well Terry. And you know, Jesse, they see us as being very weak to attack that right now. They think that. Most of us are just going to go right along with the program. And you know what's sad? They're right. Well, I'll tell you why they see the people as weak right now. Because let's just be honest. The Pope is on their side. Yeah. That, that's a fact. I know. It's sad to say. And so you think they worry about you and I? <laughs> when, the vic when, when they have meetings with the Vicar in Christ and, uh, and a lot of them sit down at table with him and exchange ideas... They don't worry about you and I or father or bishop, so-and-so. The Pope, basically, the, the Pope agrees with them. Yeah. And, and in fact, in, you know, the Holy Father, uh, he had closed down the church, the, the, the Vatican, for a while. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think uh, he had, as I recall from one article that we read, that he was mandating everybody that worked there at the Vatican, Vatican City, to oh, get yeah. the jab. Or you don't work there. Or you don't work there. And, and remember also, Cardinal Raymond Burke went over to, to the Vatican for some business, and uh, the Swiss guard, they were ordered to ask him, did you get the jab? He says, no, I, I haven't. He was ordered by uh, Coco Palomero or whoever runs the Vatican under the Pope. Uh, they said, no, he can't come in. He hasn't been jabbed. So, so again, 
the people in the highest places in our in our church, Terry, they've bought into this COVID religious cult. But I want to remind everybody, Jesse, we don't worship a pope. We don't worship an archbishop or a cardinal. Jess, share with who we really do worship in the person of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible tells me, keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Remember, it's Jesus Christ that we worship. He's the Son of God who's on a, who died on a cross for our sins. No man died for me or for nope. Terry or for any nope. one of you. Nope. No apostle died for me, no pope, no bishop, no priest died for me. It was the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, who became a man, lived a perfect life, died for my sins, and he knew me by name while he was dying for my sins on the cross. Amen. And now Jesus Christ has thrown open the gates of heaven. And now Jesus Christ is saying, come follow me. He's given us his Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you right now who's going to lead us to heaven. I'm going to be honest right now. I'm going to give you guys a secret, Jesse Romero's secret. <laughs> Stay close to Mary. The Blessed Virgin Mary is going to lead us to heaven. Uh, I'll tell you why. The church, has two, the, the church has two faces. It has a Marian face to it, and it has a Petrine face to it. The Petrine face is doctrine, discipline, decrees, laws, councils. Uh, that's that's the Petrine face, and we need that, by the way. Don't get don't get we we need that. The Marian face is trust. It's surrender. Yep. It's it's the interior life. It's follow my son, do as he tells you. How are we going to be saved? Just read the Hail Holy Queen. Read that prayer every day. The Hail Holy Queen, the Blessed Virgin Mary, is going to save the true sons of God. Those of you that are devoted to the Blessed Virgin Mary with the daily rosary, Amen. with Marian sacramentals, with your 12 noon angelus, those of you that have devotion to Mary, you have nothing to fear because, yes, the Petrine office has been attacked in the past and it will be attacked again in the future. Sure. Guess what office can never get attacked, Terry? The office of Mary. Amen. Will never be attacked. And that she, she's un, she's untouchable I by love it. Satan. I love it. And remember that perseverance. That great works are performed not by strength, but by perseverance in the Lord and Our Lady. And don't forget, have devotion to Saint Joseph, especially the Holy Eucharist. Persevere by staying close to Jesus. Don't forget, Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Don't sit on the sideline right now. No, get up, get up, and say your prayers. Stay close to Jesus. You're part of the solution. Jesse, what else is part of the solution? Is what state we should live be in living in. Live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Pray your rosaries every day. Read your Bibles. Meditate upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Do your Angelus. And remember, be holy or die trying. And surround yourself with good, fellow, like-minded Catholics that want to get to heaven. Great. Up next, another show for the Virgin Most Powerful Radio. At Dr. Sandoval's show, you won't want to miss it. Get our app, vmpr.org. God bless you.